Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. People are ripping apart Addison Rae's appearance on Jimmy Kimmel. I'm Gabby Conti. I'm Jake Horvitz. I'm Rodrigo Verandas, and this is Holly Wire's Tea Party. Addison Rae was just on Jimmy Kimmel, where David Spade filled in as the host, and the YouTube comments on this appearance are brutal. People are cringing over how Addison Rae kicked off the interview, having no idea that she actually had met David Spade before. Top comments on this YouTube video of this interview are saying they've seen interviews with rocks that are more interesting. I'm not sure where these rock interviews exist, but okay, that's a stretch, whatever. Addison Rae just appeared on Jimmy Kimmel to promote her new movie, He's All That, on Netflix. And while Addison fans likely were happy to see her on network television late night talk show, it looks like Jimmy Kimmel's usual usual audience was less than impressed. Uh, David Spade was filling in for the host as the interview kicked off with Addison not remembering that she actually met the actor before. Top YouTube comments on this interview are, quote, Spade deserves some sort of professionalism medal for getting through this, as well as I lost eight brain cells after seeing this, I want them back. And also this interview is why I think I hate LA. Rodrigo, you watch this whole thing. What do you think mm-hmm. about this interview? I just kind of felt bad for Addison, but like not in a mean way towards her. Like I, I wanted to give her a hug <laughs> because like the before she was even on stage, he was kind of making fun of her, the way that she became famous. And then I think he was very focused on like making the show about himself at that moment. And then this just threw me to like Britney Spears time, like when and Paris Hilton oh, or Lindsay Lohan when they're like abused by the hosts and they're just making fun of them. It wasn't that crazy, that in- intense, but he was borderline like bullying her. And I was just like, why are you? And she, I could see that she was so trying to be so positive and so there and like, I just felt really bad for her. I was like, girl, come here. Give me give me a hug. Come here. Come here. Yeah, he was like roasting her yes. in a way, which I think is like his humor. I just, I really don't understand why David Spade is like ABC is using him so much. Did he like sell his soul to ABC? I mean, he like, <laughs> on ABC. He's filling in as a guest host for Bachelor in Paradise. I think David Spade's a great comedian, a fantastic actor, a host. He is not. I would have loved mm-hmm. to see maybe a female host, like someone who is younger, who like understands the, the appeal world. of Addison Rae and isn't talking down to her. Jake, what did you think about this? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you said it right, Gabby. David Spade is a comedy legend, and I think that Addison was a little bit intimidated by his, his quick wit out there. And uh, it's hard to blame her. I think we all have been familiar with David Spade for a very long time, and we know that he likes to push people's buttons 
And you know, I think that the whole sort of exchange was sort of like Addison not being sure if she was being made fun of or quite how to go along with the joke and what David Spade was getting at. But it was obvious as Rodrigo, I think said uh, that uh, David wanted to do most of the talking in there. Which is interesting because, you know, when David Spade came into fame, he was really known more as the straight character. When you look at his work with Chris mm -hmm. Farley, like he was always, but he really was like almost trying to like, yeah, steal the show, like make it the David Spade show, uh, which maybe he was just trying to prove himself as a host, prove, make this a more permanent thing. Billie Eilish just made fun of her old style. Billie Eilish just poked fun at her old style when someone made a mean comment about how she currently is dressing. Billie recently switched her neon green hair and baggy clothes to platinum blonde locks and form-fitting style for her new album. Billie has faced some backlash since changing up her look, which she has been handling with her signature sense of humor. Billie just answered some fan questions on her Instagram story as she prompted her followers to ask her questions about her new album, and one follower responded with, no more plain boring outfits, we're so effing tired, what happened to you? And Billie responded with a picture of her with blue hair that matched a super, super oversized shirt and short set with the text, what, you want this again? Skull emoji. Billie then showed off her new look in heels, leather pants, and a bustier as her response to a fan who asked, can we see more pics of you in the heels, please. Billie had previously talked to British Vogue about her style transformation by saying, my thing is that I can do whatever I want. And yes, you can, Billie. Uh, but um, Jake, what do you think about Billie just being, I guess, over? Yeah, I mean, this Billie. seems to be an ongoing trend now. I remember she posted that TikTok maybe a month ago about it being her flop season. Is that what? Oh, do you maybe. remember that? That her flop season was her old look? Uh, just no, just that everyone's kind of hating on her new oh. her new stuff, basically, and yeah. and her being like, I don't care. Um, but the thing is, if the streaming totals don't go up to par, I think some people are going to start caring around Billy. And uh, the new album, I mean, I don't think that it's really performing at the the level of the old Billy. I think people are taking note of that. And uh, also, you know, this new aesthetic for her, it's it's cool. You know, I'm glad to see that she's more into this look now, this vibe, and, and she's you know. She's proud of herself and uh, she deserves to be, but it's also just not what drew a lot of her fans to her in the first place. Yeah, I think it's less relatable. I think she uh, she got a fan base of a bunch of people who call themselves like weirdos or not fitting in because she didn't dress like all the pop stars and all the singers, but now she is dressing like all the pop stars. And so with that, she is losing some fans. Of course, she could dress however she want, but a, there is unfortunately a price. Rodrigo, what do you think? Yeah, I, I really feel that she's in a transitional mode for her career. Like she completely shifted from one extreme to the other extreme, where she was like exactly what you just said, different, emo-y, and then all of a sudden she's like Marilyn Monroe-esque. <laughs> um, so it, it is a shift, but I do feel that uh, every artist had that phase where they completely shifted their look, their sound, and it took a while for people to understand them. Like Lady Gaga went through that with Joanne and Art Pop, and Art Pop was a massive flop. Uh, Beyonce went through that with the album Four, where she changed her sound and her look. So all artists kind of go through that. She went through that very early in her career, but I'm expecting so much from her because she's so talented and such an amazing writer. Uh, and at the same time, who doesn't hate their past outfits when they were younger? 
Well, and yeah, and she's also at the beginning of her career, yeah. you know? And I do think it is very common, for, if you have such a monster hit on your first album, and I hate to say it, but I predict this happening to Miss Olivia Rodrigo as well, it's really hard to have the same success mm -hmm. and more success on your second album. Bryce Hall responds to a viral video of him on a date with a new girl. Yeah, I use date in quotes, I don't think it's a date, neither does Bryce. Uh, well, The Hollywood Fix caught Bryce Hall on what looked like a sushi date with a mystery girl, as The Hollywood Fix posted a video on Instagram with the caption, quote, Bryce Hall enjoys a romantic date with a mystery girl. This Instagram caption claimed the girl is rumored to be Claire Stone, and the date took place at Ami, a Japanese restaurant in LA. I don't know if that's AMI or Ami or Amy, whatever. Uh, Bryce responded to this alleged date as he went live, saying, quote, can we get one thing straight? I, uh, there was a video that the Hollywood Fix posted, and it looked like I was on a date with a chick. Guys, first off, I would 100% be open to take anyone on an effing date, but it wasn't a date. Bryce also made sure to let people know that his best friend Rory was also on this alleged date. As he went on to explain, it was a sushi restaurant, not even a nice one, just kind of like an average sushi restaurant. And Bryce isn't wrong, I did my research, Ami Sushi currently has a buy one get one 50% off deal and uh, it has a 3.5 rating on Yelp. Uh, Bryce also went on to say, quote, but bottom line, it wasn't an effing date, I wish that I could take someone on a date, but it wasn't and I hate that people Try to make it look like it, end quote. Sorry, I got a little dramatic in the reading of that. Um, I also got dragged because I commented on Hollywood Fix's uh, picture of this saying, romantic date, he's on his phone, and some girl sent me a really lengthy DM about it and how that was so mean to Bryce Hall. I, I'm team Bryce here. I hope he could go on a nice sushi date with someone. Rodrigo, what do you think about this? Uh, uh, look, I think I'm gonna be dragged by saying this, but I think it just wants attention. Like, I go live, right? <laughs> like, like comment, uh, move on. <laughs> uh, it just, I'm just getting tired. I'm like, create something that's like substantial so then we can talk about it and be like happy for you and root for you. Not this kind of stuff. Like that, this is the kind of stuff that I'm like, all right. And let me tell you, Gabby, you made me laugh because you said it and I went and researched the restaurant. I Westwood. So if you don't know LA, Westwood is like right by UCLA. So I kind of got the vibe. This is like a college hangout spot. I mean, it reminds me yeah, of those like happy hour sushi restaurants. There's a lot of them in Los Angeles. Uh, but also like, I hope they didn't comp anything. And then Bryce had the audacity to say that. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> Jake, what do you think? I'm actually on the other side of this uh, than Rodrigo. Um, I really feel for Bryce here. I know, you know, it was just pain me for people to think that he would be the type of guy who would take a girl out on a date to a 3.5 star rated mm -hmm. restaurant. I mean, we expect more from him. And uh, and I, I think he would be the type of guy who, who can provide a, a five star experience on a first date. Well, so. we saw him do that in the past. We saw he posted on his Instagram story back when he was dating Addison. He was at BOA and he, he talked about how expensive the steak was. This just kind of clarifies, like, confirms for me, I could never date someone like Bryce because I think just take someone out to a nice restaurant. Don't talk about how much money you do or don't have. We know he has $75,000. That's how much his ice was that he gave to Addison. It says bad bleep on it. Um, but why is he, like, just, if you want to go on a date, go on a date. Thomas Petro is saying Charlie D'Amelio no longer talks to him. 
Thomas Petro just answered a fan who asked if he still talks to Charlie D'Amelio, who was in the Hype House that he co-founded. As the fan asked Thomas on his live, quote, do you still talk to Charlie, end quote, and Thomas replied saying, quote, no, not really. Thomas uh, went on to say that the last time he saw Charlie was a month ago and he doesn't talk to her regularly. As Thomas said on his live, quote, do you talk to Charlie as he read a fan question and responded by saying, uh, no, not really, haven't talked to her in a minute. I saw her for the first time in a while, like a month ago, and it was really nice to see her, but I don't talk to her, end quote. Thomas went on to add that he has had made an effort to stay in touch with Charlie as he added, quote, I tried, I've reached out, I don't know, I think people are like, I think this city kind of rots your brain and I think it's really hard for people, especially of her caliber, with how far she's gone, to be friends with people. I'm sure she's perfectly okay. I just want her to be okay. Jake, what do you think about that? Um, this is heartbreaking for Thomas, to say the least. Um, I know how hard it is to feel like you're close to someone one month and a few months later it's just not the same anymore. And especially if that person is Charlie D'Amelio. Uh, you can, I can only imagine how difficult that is. Um, but the good news is, is that they're young, they've got a long future ahead of them, and my fingers are crossed that they'll be friends again sometime. I just got a lot of resentment from that quote. I'm curious if Thomas feels that maybe he had a part into making Charlie who she is by having her in the hype house and maybe the fact that she doesn't talk to him anymore. He might be a little butthurt by that. Rodrigo, what kind of read were you getting from Thomas's quote? Exactly what you just said. Ooh. Like, I really feel that he kind of feels some sort of way because uh, I think that whoever ends up being part of your career, they some people they do think that they are part of your success, and sometimes they didn't do much, sometimes they did a lot, but then they do think that they are part of it regardless. And I do feel that this is kind of sort of what he was trying to hint while still being very political, like very nice, uh, just saying that he was hurt. But at the same time, I do feel that people grow. She has so many things going on for her. Her life is kind of set. So I do feel that uh, it's just the way of life. Like you, you don't stay friends with everybody. You don't work with the same people forever. So. It also could be a little shade thrown at Little Huddy because we know that Thomas and Little Huddy used to be very tight and then recently Thomas was on BFF's podcast and kind of was making fun of Little Huddy and like Little Huddy's mom like weighed in. I don't think Thomas and Little Huddy are as close as they are and we know that Charlie and Little Huddy are like always together or probably dating but are always together. So it could have something to do with that. Like that yeah. could be another reason. It sounds like Thomas feels left out and mm. uh, no one wants to be, be on the outside looking in. But also, like, I feel like Thomas and Charlie, it's kind of like, I think of them as two characters in a TV show who you never see have scenes together but are on the same TV show, yeah. right? Like, what is what is their friendship? Like, I don't think anyone really knows what that is, you know? Yeah, because I also feel that people end up using the Hype House as a platform to get a, a boom for their career. And then later on, because you also don't know who he actually is. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know how nice or awful he is, so it's really hard to tell. Well, if you ask Daisy Keach, it's not, it's not a great person. <laughs> Did Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde move in together already? The New York Post is reporting that Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are, quote, shacking up together in a modern Los Feliz home, which does check out as the pair was seen in the same Los Angeles neighborhood at a restaurant recently wearing matching or coordinating outfits. The Post is calling this five-bedroom, $2.45 million modern home Harry and Olivia's love nest. 
The Post is reporting that this rumored couple has lived in this 4,000 square foot newly renovated home that was built in 1981 since coming back from their Italian getaway where they were spotted making out on a yacht. Since January when the two were first linked together, the rumored couple had reportedly lived in the Hollywood Hills home of Harry's longtime manager, Jeff Ozoff, before the pair spent time in London for a few months, followed by an Italian vacation. And now the pair is apparently living together in this Los Feliz home with high ceilings, hardwood floors, an updated kitchen, a grand piano in the foyer, a backyard with a pool, hot tub, covered patio, and built-in barbecue. And I always am saying Los Feliz, Los Feliz. I don't know which one it is, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, but, um, but Rodrigo, what do you think about them living together already? Yummy. I'm Yummy. all about it. Yeah, I'm where's all... our invite to the house? <laughs> exactly. Party? We are so close to Los Feliz. Like, I, I, I'm here for it. Like, we talk about you guys so much. I feel like we are already friends. Like, Gabby's more friends than I am to you guys. So, if Gabby gets an invite, she'll call me and then we'll go together. We can, we, I saw the whole breakdown of the house. You guys have lots of space for us to cover. So I'm ready. I'm all about this. And the confirmation that they're living in the house, by the way, is that Olivia Wilde posted something on her social media and they put the picture together. They're like, oh, that is the bedroom. But oh that's really the gosh. only confirmation aside from the post <laughs> reporting this. So they, there's a good chance that they are not living in this home, but the piano <laughs> sold it for me personally. Jake, what do you think? Uh, first of all, I'm on the Los Feliz Los side Feliz. of the pronunciation. Yeah. I'm partial to it though, because my parents actually met there when they were living in Los Feliz. Oh, Jake is an LA boy, you guys. And I lived great. there until I was three. Oh. So maybe that's what's in so, store for Harry and Olivia. How do you pronounce it again? Los Feliz. Los Feliz. But okay, again, my sorry. parents are very white, so <laughs> that's probably why they say it that way. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm just glad that the uh, the house comes with a piano or has been furnished with a piano, um, because I think there's something just so romantic about a giant, mostly empty home, and Harry serenade, serenading Olivia on the on the lone piano late Aww. at night. Look at you. Look at you. Candles, only candles. Yeah, I mean, I, but do you guys think it's too soon for them to be living with each other? They've only been dating since January, allegedly. It could have been before that. Not necessarily, because I feel that because of COVID and everything, everything was just so intense for everybody that I do feel that if you went through COVID, baby, you can go through anything. And they met on a film set, which is at least three months of shooting, right? Yeah. And they're not likely to both be in town at the same time. Right, the time. right, right. So that's their LA crash pad. Yeah. Uh, but what do you guys think about Olivia and Harry's alleged Los Feliz home? <laughs> I'm Gabby Conti. I'm Jay Corvitz. I'm Rodrigo Verandas. And follow us at Hollywire for your 24-7 celebrity news. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and Western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.